Hey guys, what's up? This is episode 3 of Encirco Tactical Fitness Podcast. Uh, sorry I haven't got y'all a podcast out a little bit sooner. I've been sick. As you can probably tell from my voice, <clears throat> I'll try and uh, keep it as uh, brief as I can. But today, the title of our episode is Training or Dancing? And the main question I want to ask you right now is, how do you train? We look at a lot of things as different variables in training. Now, what we see is people punching punching bags. Uh, You know, I'm a big fan of jujitsu. And the reason I'm a big fan of jujitsu is that you are hands-on going one-on-one with people there's a thing called free roll uh usually most jiu-jitsu places uh add it towards the end of their sessions and that's a huge thing to do because it uh you know it it allows you to use things and maybe not like full-fledged you're not trying to break somebody's arm in an arm bar or a or a key lock or anything like that but what you're trying to do is go against another opponent at about sometimes 50 to 60%. And that brings me to how do you train? Well, the problem is the degree of realism that you train with is going to end up, you know, helping you for whatever you're training for. If that makes sense. Let's put it this way. Okay. You have a steel target. You're standing there at the 25 yard line and popping it with, I don't know, two full rat, two full mags of uh, nine millimeter. Great. Here's the thing. The target's not shooting back. Okay. It's the same thing with punching a punching bag. Should you practice your punches on a punching bag? Absolutely. Sure you should. But the punching bag doesn't punch back. Which, by the way, ITF is currently working on a punching bag that does punch back. So stay tuned for more on that. But the punching bag's not punching back. So you're free to duck and weave and bob and punch and everything. And you're not worried about any retaliation. Well, if somebody's not worried about getting punched back, They can beat the crap out of anybody. I mean, that's just the way it is. But if you get punched back, well, you know the saying in prize fighting. Everybody's got a plan until they get hit. So the degree of realism that you use to train is very important. Now let's go over some of the basic modalities that you can use to you know, train in a more realistic setting. Okay, now, there is a lot of people, and some of you listening to this podcast, that cannot, you know, you just can't go out in your front yard with a full mag of AR and start busting 223 in the middle of your yard. Maybe you live in downtown Manhattan. Hey, you got to take your training where you can take it. But here is the thing. You have to figure out ways to get around uh, your environment. Okay. 
like I just bought a DPMS BB gun. Now it shoots 1400 rounds per minute. Now that is awesome anyways, because I live out in the country and I have a lot of squirrels, but really that is great for training. It's very accurate. CO2 powered two CO2 cartridges go right inside the magazine and uh, it holds about 30 BBs in the magazine. So it's a realistic 30 round magazine and it fires very quickly, very accurately and you can use it. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have a family at home, but I mean, if you wanted to, you could set up targets in your own house and shoot it as long as you weren't shooting anything glass. But <clears throat> there is always a, a workaround. You can always have a different way of training that gives you some degree of realism because the one thing that you can't reenact in training is the fear for your life. I stand up, I get shot, I die. The only way to get as close to that as possible is I stand up and it hurts. I'm not saying go at a BB gun war. Actually, what I was reaching around for right there is uh, paintballs. Walter actually has a paintball pistol out now and it is very accurate and very, it, it, it's almost like shooting a Walter PPQ. I mean, but it shoots paintballs. All right, that's a great way to do it because trust me, they hurt. But what you need is a training partner and you have to spar in a way you know, use uh, 16 ounce boxing gloves. Um, 16 ounce boxing gloves, they will ring your bell when somebody's swinging full force. And I don't recommend you trying to knock each other's head off, but even if you are trying to knock each other's head off, it, it's not like you're getting hit by Mike Tyson when you get hit with 16 ounce gloves. They're pretty padded, okay? But what that will make you do is not want to get hit. Nobody likes getting hit in the nose. I don't know if you've ever been hit in the nose, but it creates a couple of strong emotional and physical reactions. So you're forcing yourself to train under a degree of realism, right? Instead of punching a punching bag, you're punching a person who's trying to punch you. Well, that creates a whole different diverse section of training. Uh, we like to... <clears throat> train with uh, bamboo swords bamboo swords when they're swung full force they do hurt i mean don't get me wrong you do not want to get hit but looking at a couple of bruises as opposed to looking at your head getting cut off is well you know pretty much a small price to pay and it creates the degree of realism uh, rubber knives Rubber knives do not really feel too good when slashed across the skin. They don't feel too good when you get hit in the chest plate with a full-on swing from a rubber knife. But it's a lot better than getting hit with a real knife. And you, you know, you create that degree of realism.
So in essence, how do you fake adrenaline? You have to create it. Now, <clears throat> strapping on a pair of 16-ounce gloves and going at it, the first time you get hit, trust me, your adrenaline will spike. Now, probably not in the degree of somebody bare-fisting hitting you, but you will know that you've been hit, and you will try, like hell, not to get hit again. That's the point. You have to branch out. Now, last episode I was talking about having no fear during training. Now, this is just goes right along with that, because having no fear does not actually mean that you do everything at the side of a whim. Having no fear means that you do what you have to do necessary in the moment without fearing what the you know repercussions of it are in order to get the mission done. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about here. Instead of punching that bag, get somebody to punch back. Let me tell you something. Nobody ever dodged a punch from punch, punch, dodge on a punching bag. People dodge to punch from sparring with people and learning that when they see the fist coming to dodge. That's the point. Now, how do you realistically simulate a combat environment? Well, now we get into a little harder. When I was in the Battle of Ramadi, uh, there was a firefight that lasted for about three days. Now, at the end of the three-day period, everyone was exhausted. I mean, you, you can't imagine the amount of snores afterwards when we all hit the rack. You know, it was just, it was crazy how exhausted you were mentally and physically. How do you realistically create that? Well, you, you really don't. But the point is, is to test yourself, to try and create that as realistically as possible. So you add exercise during your training. Okay. If uh, you want to use sandbags, use sandbags, um, weights, farmers carry. One thing that we like to do, and it helps greatly, is... Firemen's carry a, another person with you and then do an exercise. You know, if instead of shooting at a target and just running and then shooting at the target, it's not going to give you a level of fatigue where you're about to die. Now, throw a 200 person, 200 pound person on your shoulders and then run to the next target. Well, now we're talking about it. As you set them down and continue firing, you are lavishly fatigued. You are breathing hard. You're trying to control your stuff. You're trying to get your sights in alignment. It is an extreme of what will happen during combat. Because in combat, most of the time, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. It's not your job to make everything go right. It's your job... To make sure everything goes smoothly while everything's going wrong. You have to keep your mental composure. And the only way to do that during tactical training is to simulate the combat environment as best you can. 
<clears throat> um, black cats, uh, get a string of black cats. Have them going off while you're firing around you. Uh, just have another person shooting. I mean, there's there's a million things you guys can do, but you want to simulate chaos because that is exactly what combat is. It's chaos. Okay. There's, you can practice pulling your gun from the holster and firing it at a target as quick as you can a million times. But when somebody actually pulls a gun and you go to draw down on them, it's a whole different story. Now, if you want to real realistically simulate that, then have somebody come around with an actual paintball gun, close quarters, and you have to draw your paintball gun and fire. Now you're talking about a spike of adrenaline because you know what? You don't want to get shot. And yeah, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to get that degree of realism as far as combat because getting shot with a paintball and getting shot with a bullet are two completely different things. But trust me, it'll get you up there at least. And that's what I'm trying to point out here is people are not simulating enough realistic situations. Okay. Now, say you're going to do um, a 10 yard failure drill. Okay, two to the chest, one to the head of two targets. You have six in each mag. You're going to do a speed reload in between. Instead of just doing it like normal, and not saying that you shouldn't start doing it normal, okay? When, when I'm, I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm talking about a time after you get good, okay? Don't, don't just, oh, I've never done a failure drill. Let's do it uh, the way he's talking about, you know. Do your failure drills until you're good at them. Then do this. Uh, a snatch. A snatch is when you take a barbell and you take it from the ground over your head with your arms locked out. Okay, in one fluid motion. Right? Do 12 snatches of a heavy weight and then do that firing exercise. Do that failure drill. Do 30 burpees and then do that fire drill. Make sure that your blood pressure and your breathing and everything in your body is surging upwards before you do it. Because when somebody actually says gun and you turn around and you're drawing, every single particle in your body is going to be skyrocketing. Okay, your adrenaline's going to be shooting, your palms are going to be sweating, your breathing's going to go crazy, your mind's going to start firing synapses that you didn't even know you had, the whole life is going to flash before your eyes, you're going to be flustered. So try and get yourself realistically to that point. Now, there's a lot of things that uh, people have started doing that I am just loving. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys out there right now. And I'll have references later for these things, but that are doing like vehicle drills where you have to stop and get out of the vehicle and use the door as cover and engage targets and everything. And that, that's, that's the kind of training I'm talking about. If you want to do tactical training, you need to do it 
looking at it as if the situation was actually happening. And you can do this mentally just as well as physically, okay? Next time you draw the fire, don't think of it as I'm going to get my front sight post lined up and as soon as my back's my rear sight aligns with it perfectly on that target, I'm going to start squeezing. And when the gun goes off, it will surprise me because of my perfect trigger pull. And the round will find its way into that X so perfectly. Don't think of it like that. Okay? Sit there, stare at the target. Be like, this guy is going to kill me. He's going to kill someone I love. As I draw, my only focus is to put him down before something happens. And I want you to sit there for a minute and I want you to visualize it. Take 30 seconds, take a minute if you have to. Visualize that person drawing down on you or your loved one. Try and simulate that moment as best you can because trust me, you can't 100% prepare for the moment it will happen, but you can get as close to it as possible. And that all comes from your mind. Your mind is the most important tool that you will ever use. Muscle memory, great. But muscle memory will only get you so far in a situation. Yes, you're trained to do this. Your body already knows how to do it. So your body reacts. But figure out exactly, exactly the situation that you're going to be in. Okay? That's pretty much all I have for y'all today, but <clears throat> I promise you next time I get on here, my voice will be a lot better and not so nasally, but if you have any questions, look for me on Instagram at Insergo Tactical Fitness. Uh, I'm also on Facebook at Insergo Tactical Fitness, or you can email me at Fitness at gmail.com. Uh, I look forward to hearing from y'all. I'm going to look to try and get in some guests um, here pretty quick. So just hang in there, hard chargers, and do what y'all need to do. All right, stay frosty, guys.